for joining us for another lesson taught by Dr. Jeffrey Harris, Senior Pastor of Antioch Fellowship Church in Florence, South Carolina. We are reaching the lost, making disciples and enjoying life. We pray that this lesson is a blessing to you as you walk in your God-given purpose. Now, here is the message. Praise God. Do you have your Bible with you? You may be seated. Greetings and hosts, you may be seated. Thank you so much. You have your Bible with you. Lift them in the air and make the devil mad. Amen. Come on, make the devil mad. Come on, come on, lift it in the air. Whatever you have, lift it in the air. Find with me John chapter 1, please. And we're going to look at verse number 14. Amen, somebody. Somebody said verse 14. Amen. We're going to read. John chapter 1, verse number 14. And the word and the word became flesh and dwelt among us, and we beheld his glory, the glory as of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and mercy. John bore witness of him and crying out, saying, This was he of whom I said, He who comes after me is preferred before me, for he was before me. And of his fullness, we have received grace for grace. Somebody said grace for grace. Watch this now. For the law was given through Moses, but grace and truth came through who? How did grace and truth come? How did grace and truth come? Through Jesus Christ. Amen, somebody. We're going to continue in our series, and I told you, that this series is going to be a blessing. It's going to help us in our family series, The Grace of God. Now, the title is Understanding the Grace of God for Maximized Living. Understanding the Grace of God for Maximized Living. Now, grace is going to help us in every aspect of our lives. Amen, somebody. It's going to help you in the family. Really, when I get on the family series, you're going to have to really pay close attention because our families are not where God wants them to be. I'm talking about not just families in here. I'm talking about families as a whole. There's things that we have neglected. There's things that we have put off. There's things that we should be doing. We're not doing because we have allowed the world to influence us and we think that's the way we should do family life. Amen, somebody. But we're going to get back to the Bible. Somebody shout back to the Bible. Shout it again. Back to the Bible. So this grace series is going to help us. Now, I said this before. You must understand this, that I teach in principles, but at the same time, you must be led by the Holy Spirit when you do things. Are you listening to me? I just don't teach mechanics, one, two, three. I teach principles, but at the same time, you must be led by the Spirit of God when you do things. Amen, somebody. Now, I found this out, too. If the Bible make it plain and clear, I don't pray about it. I just do it. Now, see, now that's going to hurt some folk right there because you've been praying too long instead of obeying. So you're trying to pray about something God tells you to do. Just obey what he said. You see, you spend too much time in prayer, not enough time. Come on now. Not too much time. Let me get it straight. So some so, so prayer folk will say, well, I ain't pray too. You can't never pray too much. Yes, you can. 
You can stay praying all the time, never applying what you're praying for. You won't really get the results. Because prayer is spiritual. You can't live in the spiritual all the time. You got to come back down to earth now. Amen. You got to cook. You got to clean. You got to use the bathroom. Come on, somebody. So if you're not careful, you'll be always uh, praying and not doing what God tells you to do. When you go in prayer, God's going to tell you what to do. Somebody say, I got to pray about it. No, I ain't got to pray about it. I know what the Bible says. I just do certain things you got to pray about when you don't understand what God is saying. You may have to pray about, you know, is this the will of God for my life? It's not clear in the word of God. But if it's clear in the word of God, I don't have to pray. He tell me to love you. I don't have to pray about loving you. He tell me to forgive you. Why I got to pray about forgiving? Well, I got to pray about that. I don't know whether I'm going to forgive or not. Let me go. I got to fast and pray. No, that's just an excuse for disobedience, church. We got to get out of disobeying God and just come on, somebody. Say step into obedience. Say that. Say step into obedience. See, when I obey God, it triggers the supernatural to work in my life. Amen. Just, just do it. Somebody said just do it. Now, I pray. I pray every day. But at the same time, I just don't pray and not do. I just don't pray. I believe God, but I got to get out. And faith without works is dead, being alone. Corresponding action. Amen, somebody. Tell you to love and forgive. You say, I got to pray about that. Tell you to give and tithe. I got to pray about that. Come on now. Tell you to be faithful. I got to pray about that. No. Certain things you need, we just need to just obey when it comes to the word of God. Amen. Not neglecting prayer, because you know I believe in prayer. That's how things are birthed through prayer. But we still have to be doers of the word and not just hearers. Amen. Now, I talked about that, and I said now, these principles that I'm going to teach you going to supersede dispensation. When I learned this years ago, it changed my life. Amen. It changed my life. It changed how I move. I move, I, see, I don't, I move, I hear God when I move, but if I see it in the word of God, that's all I got to do. If I see it in the word of God, it's just as good as done to me. Are you listening to me? You see, principles supersede dispensation. You got to understand that. What God meant in Genesis, he meant the same thing in Revelation. He didn't change, see. Now, there are certain laws that was out, you know, like the, di- the dietary law and all of that, you know, and then like the, uh, the, the, um, the Mosaic law and all of them things. I'm not talking about that. I'm saying there are principles in the old covenant that work in the new covenant. In other words, go to Genesis chapter 8. Go to Genesis chapter 8 right quick. Let me show you this because what had happened People have stopped really uh, applying principles and saying God going to do it because we're under grace. I don't have to do anything but believe. No, 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 no. Faith is more than believing. Faith, I believe, and that must be a corresponding action to faith. Woo, glory to God. Come on now. Woo, this is good to me. It must be corresponding action. 
See, that's why you see folk with a lot of revelation, but they have no manifestation. Because they know a lot, but they're not applying it, see. Because if you apply it long enough, you're going to get the manifestation. You're going to get results. Amen. We deep, but we broke. Come on now. We deep, but we got a bad relationship. We got a bad marriage. We know we, we come on somebody, our relationship is no good. But we deep. We deep, but we don't have any wisdom. We, but we deep. Dr. Dollar said something years ago. We was at his uh, men's conference in, 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 in Georgia. He said that he said a problem with most men, they don't stick to nothing long enough. They're not committed to anything. The first trouble come, they tuck tail and run. <laughs> Amen. There's something that, that God, God, God put on my heart 20 years, right? Now it come to pass now. Why? Because I stuck with what he told me to do. See, I didn't change with the fad. I didn't change what folks said. That, you know, this is the wave now. This is the wave now. Worship is the wave now. Just worship all day long. Don't, you know, don't teach. Just have a worship service every Sunday. Don't teach the word. Cause God just don't come in and take over. That's outside of the word. The word don't follow the signs. The signs follow the word. The word go first, then the signs follow the word. That's what the Bible says. I don't listen to me today. Amen. So let's don't be deep. Let's just be doers. Jesus Christ. Somebody said we don't have to be deep. We just doers. Glory to God. Come on, give God praise. I, we don't have to be deep. You just be a doer. I don't never look for difficulties. I look for the easy way of doing everything. I look for the most simplest and the plain, easy way of doing things. That's how I look for. If I got to go from here to the restroom back there, I don't go through that door and go all the way around by the playground. Come on, then go all up by a house, bring up by the uh, method shop, then come back in, go in the front door to the bathroom. I just leave the pulpit, walk straight down, make a right and go to the bathroom. Same thing with the word of God. You ain't got to make the word of God deep. You got to make it applicable. That means you got to make it so people can apply in that every day. Y'all don't want to hear me today. Y'all don't want to hear me today. Not how many people follow you, but how many people are changing based on your teaching. If you ain't changing, ain't my fault. Your heart hard. Get a hold of that. Because the word going to do what it said it's going to do. You reject the word based on your old theology. You don't want to change your theology. That's what that is. You don't want to change your traditions. You know, because everything don't feel good. Come on, somebody. But as long as it's good for me, I'll receive it, somebody. Come on. Come on. If it's going to call change in my life, I want it. Somebody say, you don't have to be deep. Just be a doer. I think we're going to use that for now. Praise God. When somebody come up to you real deep, you ask them, are you doing what you show me your results? 
you deep in marriage, but your wife over here and you over, you, you, you so deep though, you know. You deep on relationship and you just divorced. Come on, you deep. Show me your results. Come, uh, uh, no, yeah, okay, okay. I'm plain. I'm plain and simple. The folks out there like plain and simple. The folks out there like deep. I ain't for you if you like deep. Cause I like doers. Somebody say, you don't have to be deep. Just be a doer. Amen, somebody. So getting back to what I was talking about, I hadn't lost where I was. I know where I'm at. Talking about principle. Principle is like a law. Not the law, but a systematic way with something functions. Are you listening to me? The law of gravity works in Florence, right? It works in Africa, right? It works in uh, uh, Iowa. It works in Washington. It works in Maryland. It works anywhere that you will work the law, right? If you get on top of a building in Iowa, jump down, you're coming to the ground. Get on top of a building in Africa, you jump down, you're coming to the See, God has set laws in motion. Man just must discover the law, come on, and use the law for their advantage. So the law of sowing and reaping is in the old covenant. But that same law, you can apply in the new covenant and get the same result. That's principles. That's what I teach. Are you listening to me? Let's go to Genesis right quick. And we, even we're in the grace dispensation, we still can use principles from the old covenant. Praise God, somebody. Genesis chapter 8. Because you get teaching on grace, you know, people, people uh, get all out of whack. And they be, you know, arguing about, you know, what is what. No, I'm not going to argue. I'm just going to be, I'm just going to be real. Uh. I'm going to be a doer. I'm not going to be deep. Amen. Look at verse 22. It says this. Watch this now. <clears throat> While the earth remains, the earth still here. So I can quit right there. And, amen. I can interpret it right here. I ain't got to go to the new covenant. The earth's still here, right? Seed time and harvest. Coal. My God. Coal and heat. Winter and summer, day and night shall not cease. So he's saying, listen, the principle shall not cease. Are you listening to me? Sowing and reaping, seed time and harvest. Go over to the book of Galatians chapter 6. Now, this is a principle that you got to get a hold of. Because in grace, I'm going to teach you these principles. And they're going to help us in our family series. I said Galatian, right? Chapter 6, and we're going to look at verse number 7 for time's sake. Are you there? Watch this now. Do not be deceived. That's a choice. That means you can be. He's telling you don't be, but you can be if you want to be. Do not be deceived. God is not mocked. What does that mean? That means you're not going to be able to put your hand in God's face and tell him, God, you didn't do what you told me you're going to do according to your word. You didn't do it, God. You're not going to be able to do that. God is not marked. For whatsoever man soweth, that shall he also reap. For he who sowed, this is good, 
For whatsoever man soweth, that shall he also reap. Sound like seed time and harvest to me. For he who sowed to the flesh will of the flesh reap what? Well, watch this now. Now catch this now. Are y'all listening to me? This don't change because we're under grace. This still, this still, this is a principle. You sow to the flesh, that's how you're going to reap. So you trying to tell me you sow to your flesh because you're under grace and you ain't going to reap from the flesh? Now this is in the new covenant right here. This is in Galatians. Paul is writing this letter to the church at Galatia, at Galatians and telling them, Galatia and telling them that, listen, if you sow to your flesh, you're going to reap from the flesh, and you're going to reap corruption. So he can't change the principle because he's a different dispensation. Glory to God. See, see, what you're trying to do is change principle because you're under grace. You're still going to reap from that flesh if you sow to that flesh. Hallelujah. Ooh, this is this is good to me. This is good to me. It, it, now I, I know that I know now. Some folk, some folk said, you know, uh, I, I, I'm on the grace. You know, uh, you know, I, I do this. You know, you go out and commit adultery, fornication, or whatever. I'm still on the grace. I'm saying you are you are saved, but you better be careful, cause you're sowing to the flesh, and you're gonna reap from the, and it's gonna be. Corruption, come on somebody, or destruction. You're sowing to the flesh because you're under this dispensation. You still got some reaping that's going to take place. See, principles supersede dispensation. Oh, my Jesus. Woo! Hallelujah. Now, now, now watch this now. He says this. Uh, are y'all still there? Are y'all still there? For he who sold to the flesh will of the flesh reap corruption. Now he didn't say he who make a mistake or uh, he who is ignorant in doing things. We're talking about willfully sowing here. To know to do right and him who do it not is sin to him. Not saying to me, it's saying to the person who know to do it and didn't do it. He knew it was right, but he didn't do it. So it's saying to him, I might not know it's not right. My God, I wish somebody could get this right. You got to hear me. You got to hear me. You got to hear me. So he who soweth to the flesh will of the flesh reap corruption. See, that supersedes. This dispensation of grace. We're still in grace, but principles still work whether you're in the old or the new. Because this is a principle. The principle is powerful, y'all. I'm telling you. Principles are powerful. See, God don't have to honor you. He has to honor the principle. He has to honor his word. Ooh. He has to honor his word. He can't go back on his word. That's why you see folks don't even know God. They're so wealthy because they sowing, come on, financially, they, they're triggering the principle of financial return in their lives. They're giving, building offerings. They're giving millions of dollars. They're becoming more rich. Why? Because they're working a principle that God cannot deny. Mm. 
And we are here, Holy Ghost filled, fire baptized, toe tapping, devil stopping, and we so broke we can't even pay attention. I ain't got but one hand clap up there. Why can't we so deep and not doers? We deep, but we ain't doing. Amen. Come on, somebody. They triggering something that God respects. And God trying to get it over to the church, and the church mad about money. The church tripping. See, that's why you can't write a personal check for $5,000 dollars Because you're tripping on what you have now. God wants you to, my God in heaven. God wants to start working these principles so that we can be so financially blessed that when a child wants to go to college, we can write the check and send them to college. Come on, somebody. But if you don't respect it, it won't come to you to move away from you. Amen. Somebody said, I ain't start, why you start your business yet? Because I ain't got the money. Well, then start sowing. Come on. Towards what you're trying to do. I don't know how I got on there. Thank you, sowing and reaping what put, took me there. Sowing and reaping took me there. Thank you, thank you so much. Sowing and reaping took me there. And we got to teach, watch this now. We got to teach our children this early. And we got to keep reminding them that what they get ain't really theirs. Not all of it. Some of it belong to God. You got to trigger that principle. Hallelujah. I don't know how I got on there. Watch this now. But he who sows to the spirit will of the spirit reap everlasting life are also that, 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 that word totality means are length and quality. It means length and quality. Like John 10, 10 said, said, the thief come to kill, steal, and destroy. But Jesus said, I am come that you may have life and life more abundant. That word don't only mean length, it means quality. He said, if I sow to the spirit, I'm not only going to have length of life, but I'm going to have a quality of life. Amen, somebody. Somebody say a quality of life. Amen. Now, I, I, I settled that. You know, I, I, I prove text that. So we're moving on now to the dimensions of grace. Now, remember, I got to understand the grace of God for maximized living. And I talk about there are six, seven dimensions. I said six, but there are seven dimensions of grace that we can walk in. Amen. Turn your Bible to First Peter chapter four. Now, can we get? Don't don't think I was. Um, let me get this. First Peter chapter uh, four. Go to First Peter chapter four. And I'm going to read you this definition of grace while you're getting to 1 Peter chapter 4. And uh, I need to get this uh, in the uh, Amplified Bible, because uh, I don't have my Amplified Bible with me. Uh, Elder, can you get this for me? Praise God. Thank you. Go to uh, 1 Peter 
chapter 4. And I'll get that in the Amplified Bible for me. Verse number 10. And you go there. Let's go there in the King James, Red King James, whatever you got. Whatever you're working with. Somebody said, I'm not deep. I'm not deep. I'm just a doer. Amen. And we can start at verse 7 in a minute. Now watch this now. Grace, the definition of grace, comes from the Greek word charis, uh, charisma, charis. It means favor, blessings, care, help, goodwill, and endowment. Favor or kindness shown without regard to the worth or merit of someone who received it. And in spite of what the person deserves, grace is one of the key attributes of God. Grace is favor or kindness shown without regard to the worth or merit of the one who receives it. And in spite of what the person deserves. Amen, somebody. Now, verse number seven reads like this. First Peter chapter four. But the end of all things is at hand. Therefore, be serious and watchful in your prayers. And above all things, have fervent love for one another. For love will cover a multitude of sin. Be hospitable to one another without grumbling. As each one have received a gift. Each one have received a gift. Minister it to one another. As God's good steward, as good stewards of the manifold grace of God. Now the word manifold meaning many-sided. Amen, somebody. Now read it out of the Amplified Bible for me. Verse 10. Just as each of you just as each one of you has received a special gift. Have received a, received a special gift. Each one of us have received a special gift from God. Somebody say, I got a special gift. Say it again. Say it, and it's from God. Go ahead, Elder. Just as each of you has received a special gift, a spiritual talent. A spiritual talent. Everyone say, I have a spiritual talent. Say, my spiritual talent comes from God. Therefore, I cannot boast, I cannot brag within myself of how good I am. Now, come on, give God praise. Give God praise. Come on, come on, come on. Boy, it didn't come from you. It came from God. Amen. Go ahead, Elder. An ability graciously given by God. Employ it in serving one another as is appropriate for good stewards of God, multifaceted grace. What, what, what faceted? Multifaceted, multifaceted grace. grace. Okay. Faithfully using the diverse, varied gifts and abilities granted to Christians by God's unmerited favor. By God's unmerited favor. Now, 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 God gave us this. You didn't earn it. You didn't work for it. You can't pay for it. It's a gift from God. Are you listening to me? Now, he says, so take this gift and minister this gift to one another. In whatever way you gift it, let's minister this gift to promote the kingdom, come on, and enhance the body of Christ. Most folks take their gift that God given them and use it more in the world system to promote the world system than they do God, the kingdom. 
Because actually they, they think they, they are that good. So they leave the kingdom and go to the secular world because they understand that they're going to make more money. But at the same time, watch this, that gift that God gave them, they're using it to promote the world. Amen. So the kingdom always going to be, now the kingdom going to always thrive. Somebody said the kingdom going to always thrive. King will always thrive because it's a guy always going to thrive, but it calls sometimes things don't move as fast as God wants them to move because people are taking that gift out of the kingdom and giving it to the world system. The same gift that the king gave them, the same gift that God gave them to use it for his glory. Come on, somebody. You have a gift. Somebody said, I got a special gift. And God gave it to me. Amen. Now, we looked at that. Now, let's, let's look at this now. The grace, grace of God is not limited. Re, re, remember this now. The grace of God, look at me, is not limited to unmerited favor. It's not limited. Unmerited favor is, is, is grace of God too, but it's more than just that. If you're not careful, you're going to live in just that dimension, which is, the saving grace. Somebody said saving grace. That was number one I talked about last week, and I gave you the scripture references. Let me call them out right quick. Ephesians chapter 2, verse 8 through 10, Romans chapter 6, verse 1 through 6, and Romans chapter 5, verse 1 through 5. Now, jot this down. Never forget this. Grace is the promiser. Faith is the possessor. Grace is the promiser. Faith is the possessor. All the promises of God, listen at me good, is by grace through faith. That's how you got saved. You got saved that way, by grace through faith. You believe, come on, what Jesus had already done, and you received that, right? So the Bible said you're born again. You use the same principle for everything else you want to get from God throughout your whole Christian life. You don't change. You use the same principle. Come on now. The greatest miracle in Christianity is the born-again experience. Come on. The death, the resurrection of Jesus Christ. And we believe that. Number two, the second dimension it's submitting grace. We talked about that last week, that uh, this grace calls you to submit. You can submit to governor authority. You can su submit to spiritual authority when you tap into this kind of grace. Amen. You can submit on your job to the person that you are in charge. You can submit because you got to tap into the grace. You do it by faith. Amen, somebody. This submitting grace. Now turn your Bible over to 1 Peter. Let's look at 1 Peter chapter 5 right quick. 1 Peter, you're in 1 Peter. Look at uh, chapter 5, verse number 5. Woo, this is good. This is good stuff here. You can take low. Submit your life to the will of God. 1 Peter chapter 5, verse 5 says this. Likewise, you younger people submit to your, yourselves to your elders. Yes, 
all of you be submissive to one another and be clothed with humility. For God resists the proud. God resists the proud, but give grace to the humble. There's a certain endowment that God gives to those who are humble. Are you listening to me? Therefore, humble yourself under the mighty hand of God that he may exalt you in due time, casting all your cares upon him, for he cares for you. Now, I see here, this grace calls you to be promoted. <laughs> Submitting grace calls you to be promoted. You watch people who don't submit, promotion don't come. Promotion won't come. Self-promotion can come, but I'm talking about from God. The Bible says Jesus humbled himself unto death and became as a man. He became obedient. He humbled, therefore, God have exalted him. Promotion comes, see? When you submit, promotion comes. Amen, somebody. Now, you can make the note reference at James chapter 4, verse 6 through 10, and Philippians 2, where I just quoted that, 5 through 10. Humility calls promotion. Number three, the third dimension is strengthening grace. Now, this grace right here strengthens us in areas where we're weak. Turn to 2 Corinthians chapter 12. See, it's more than just unmerited favor. It's many facets, it's many dimensions, and God have given us, what's this, all these dimensions we can walk in if we choose to by faith. <laughs> Go to Second Corinthians. Ooh, this is good stuff here. Second Corinthians chapter 12. And look at Apostle Paul. Now, now, Apostle Paul says this, and this is this is awesome here. Look at verse number seven. Strengthening grace. Grace to strengthen you where you're weak at. See, all of us have challenges in our flesh. Or in other words, our kind of thinking. You have challenges. You see, and a lot of things, what we call uh, is afflictions, a lot of things which is called generation afflictions, not generation curse, because you, you know you're not cursed, you're blessed. But there are generation afflictions that sometimes you bring right on into the kingdom of God. Come on, somebody. Call your, your daddy will mean you mean. Your mama will mean you mean. Come on, somebody. Your, come on, somebody. The thing that we brought right on over what I call generation afflictions. It's in our soul. It's in our thinking. Because what you've you seen, you've seen your dad to be a dictator. You've seen men dictate their wife. Come on, somebody, and, and come on, make their wife slave. And they can't do nothing without your permission. You've seen that, so you bring that same thing over to the kingdom of God. But you don't know you have the grace, the God inside of you to help you in your weakness. You don't have to be a dictator. Woo! 
You done seen how your mama disciplined you. Now you're trying to discipline children the same way. Sometimes it don't work that way. You got to tap into the grace of God. They help. Come on, somebody. Come on. They help you discipline. You know, quite 16 years old, six four, 200, about 40 pounds, bent press, about 400 pounds, and you think I'm going to try to do something with him? I'm going to depend on the grace of God. Come on, somebody. You got to be out of your mind to try to discipline him. You can discipline, but you better do something different than try to physical it. And I'm not giving, saying that he going to do it, but you got to use your head. See, Bill Cosby made a movie. See, that was a lot of money I brought you into this world I take out. You don't understand. They may take you out. So you, uh, uh-huh. so you better be careful how you put your hands on these grown adults. See, they, they grown. You can't, you can't handle adults like you can a child. But you got to tap into this grace. And this grace will give you wisdom how to discipline. This grace will give you wisdom how to deal with adult and uh, teenage kids. You better tap into it. I said you better tap into it. If you ain't careful, that lead home won't come back. Amen. Then you be crying, what do I do? You forgot to tap into the grace, that's all. The grace going to help you. I'm telling you what I learned. Okay, y'all don't want to work with me. Okay, do, do your own thing. I'm telling you now. The grace. Somebody shout the grace. the grace. See, the only thing we run around here talking about, I, 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 you know, I got grace. I ain't going to go to hell. Well, well what, what about our children? What about our grandchildren? What about our in-laws? What about, come on, somebody. Are you tapping into that grace to give you wisdom? See, it's more than unmerited favor. Strengthening grace. What's how Paul was strength? When you're weak, you can tap into that grace. You know you quick to speak and slow to hear. You're a person that got to defend yourself all the time, and you're so quick to defend yourself. You better tap into that grace. Come on, listen first, and then speak. It's a weakness. Amen, somebody. (laughs) I had to tap into it. I'm teaching you what I taught myself. The Bible says, a soft answer turn away wrath. That's my key scripture. Proverbs 15 and 1. A soft answer turn away wrath. So I, if I'm a person that's always at wrath, you know, I'm always upset with the world, then I got to tap into that grace. That way I'm weak. God said, I get in there with you and I'll make you strong. Oh, I got a few. Let me get out of here. Let me get out of here. I, I got to close right here. I don't never get to about one of these, but 
I, I mean, it's okay. Okay, I just, I just, no, no. Okay, look at uh, verse number seven. Sacrament chapter 12, verse 7. At least, <laughs> whoo, at least I should be exalted above measure by the abundance of revelation. A thorn in the flesh was given to me. A messenger of Satan to buffet me. And I often, you know, I often say it was the Judaizers going behind Apostle Paul. He was teaching grace that you got to just believe death, burial, resurrection of Jesus Christ. You can be saved. But Judaizers come out, no, you got to be water baptized. You got to wash clothes. You got to do this. You got to do, 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 do. And it was a stone in Paul's flesh. It was not, Paul was not physically sick here. Because a messenger is a noun. It's a person, place, a thing. So that's what it was, Judaizers. They was come behind Paul, Apostle Paul. He telling people, he brought the grace message. Look, you don't have to go through all this stuff to be saved. You don't have to wash your clothes. You know, you ain't got to do like the Jewish rituals do. They used to do that. They ain't got to do this no more. That's what Paul came to tell them. So they, they, the people come behind Paul and try to uh, say that Paul wrong. So it was a thorn in Paul's flesh. A messenger of Satan to buffet. Buffet means to apply blow after blow after blow after blow. That's what buffet means. Buffet me, least I be exalted above measure. Concerning this thing, what thing? Concerning the Judaizers, concerning the persecution, concerning, come on, that messenger of Satan buffeting him. Concerning, I pleaded with the Lord three times that it might depart from me. And he said, Somebody said, he said. he said. Now, this he meaning Jesus. This he meaning Jesus right here. Because now, in a good Bible, a good Bible, somebody said a good Bible. A good Bible is going to be in red. My grace is sufficient for you. Is enough to cause you to keep on spreading the gospel. They call you to keep being an apostle, keep being a believer, even though you're going through harassment. Even though you're going through harassment, listen to me, my grace is sufficient. My power, my ability is sufficient for you. It's enough to get you through. Oh, my God. For my strength is made perfect in your weakness. In other words, he said, if you don't yield to my strength, you'll always walk in your weakness. Glory to God. My God, I didn't mean to go there. He said, if you don't yield to my strength, you are always walking to your weakness. And you will tell people, look at me, everybody. You t- Although the grace, the power, almighty God is in us to strengthen us, we'll always say this. We'll make excuses and we'll say, that's the way I am. But the way you are may be stopping folks from coming to him. Glory to God. Hallelujah. I feel like running on that one. The way we are may stop people from coming to him. His strength 
you got to tap into when you're going through, when you're weak, come on somebody, when you're challenged, persecuted, come on somebody, under pressure, harassed, you have to tap into his power. How do I release his power? I release his power by faith-filled words. Glory to God. Woo! I'm telling you, you got to say out of your mouth, I have the grace of God inside of me. I have this strengthening grace. When I'm weak, the power of God is going to kick in and help me be strong. Amen. I'm not going to give in to the temptation any longer. I'm an overcomer. Come on, somebody. I can overcome by the blood of the lamb and the word of my testimony. I'm a child of the king. Glory to God. Come on, somebody. Woo, hallelujah. This grace is there for you. You can make it through. It's there inside of you. You just got to release it by faith. <laughs> I'm out of time. Put your hand together for Jesus. Come on. I never like to end a broadcast without giving people the opportunity to know Jesus. In other words, to become a part of the kingdom. Nicodemus asked Jesus, what should a man do to be saved in the kingdom of God? Then he told him, you must be born again. That's what Jesus told Nicodemus. So we want to pray a prayer with you. If you pray this prayer and believe in your heart, the Bible says you will be saved. Just say this with me. Say, dear God, I believe that Jesus Christ is your son. He died for my sins and he was buried and you raised him from the dead. Now, Lord Jesus, I receive you now as my Lord and my Savior. I'm born again. I'm saved by grace through faith. In Jesus' name, amen. Ma'am or sir, if you said that prayer and you really believe it in your heart, why don't you inbox us, uh, call us, and we'll send you some information to help you with your Christian walk. Our phone number is 843-629-9710. Thank you for listening. We pray that this message has been a blessing to you as you walk in your God-given purpose. Your support, love, and prayers are essential to Antioch Fellowship Church as we continue to reach the lost, make disciples, and enjoy life. Please visit us at www.antiochchurchonthemove.org.